Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Footwork In Podcast, and we have a special guest today. We got our usual suspects, Peyton and Trevor, and of course, Dylan. But we have Lake Dubois in the house. Well, he's not in the house, but he's in his house. And today <laughs> in he's in our house. So, somebody's house. Yeah. Lake Dubois, bodybuilding extraordinaire, pro, pro, no, not pro. Okay. Pro. Uh, Maybe one day. Um, maybe we'll go with maybe one day. We'll go with maybe one day. Uh, maybe one day, <laughs> if he gets serious. What else can we say about you, man? Uh, referee. I am a referee. Um, I actually have games. all sport referee. Yeah, let, let him go right into it. Tell us a little bit about you, like. Um, I don't even know that much about you. <laughs> this actually worked out today. Um, He's a dude. I, have, um, I have games at nine o'clock. I have my jersey and um, pants ready. But um, yeah, um, my name is Lake Dubois. Um, nice to meet you guys. Uh, thank you for having me on nice to meet the you. only podcast that chooses to record before seven o'clock. Um, we yeah, put, in that, put in that work. <laughs> There's so much work being put in. You have to do this, right? Duh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, my sorry, I'm trying to make sure my laptop will stay charged for this. Um, oh, yeah, good. my name is Lady Dubois. Um, I live in St. Louis, Missouri currently. Um, we've I've known all these guys for a few years now, at least. Um, well, Peyton being the only guy I've known for a few years, I know Dylan and Trevor since we were kids, and um, <laughs> yeah, we've. I currently live in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, we uh, competitively and recreationally, I'm a bodybuilder. Um, I am a husband to Laura Dubois. I uh, I also officiate basketball and football, um, umpire baseball. Um, I'd love to go tennis, in on soccer, that if you guys volleyball. are. What's that? <laughs> tennis, soccer, volleyball. No, no, no. Racquetball. Uh, none, none of the country clubs. Uh, <laughs> cool. The uh, only the sports where people like to Baseball. yell at you at are the ones I like to do. But, um, yeah, no, if you guys know, are about that, I'd love to go into that. But we, uh, yeah, um, competitively yeah. uh, and by trade, um, I am a bodybuilder. Uh, that's kind of my focus. Um, and that's what I'm good at, I guess you could say. What? I mean, you forgot the most important. You're like, you're, you're my coach. So that's, that's, the host be your first of, thing I'm you also mentioned. the host of the podcast. And I guess the leader of the podcast. That's kind of how I look at Dylan, unfortunately. <laughs> not as a diss to you guys <laughs> i look at doing as kind of the yeah, operation <laughs> trevor puts in a lot of work too yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Peyton, trevor, i got i got this train rolling boy trevor's the one that sent me the link so was, he's therefore the leader I yeah. Guess. <laughs> yeah he's the he's the, he's the brains on the heart <laughs> that's right what is peyton yeah. Dylan's the reason we do this so early. Let's put it I'm like just, that. I'm the Coco co host. <laughs> Peyton's our. I don't know what Peyton is. He does our shorts. You <laughs> might be. You might be our leader late because you're the leader of Dylan. So. Yeah, bro. Oh, technically, technically our leader. By default, you're in charge. 
This is your podcast. Uh, but yeah, yeah last night. Scary thing to think about. But yeah, I'm also Dylan's coach. Yeah, I'm a. Yeah, you're my coach, and so last night, we'll talk about that. But last night, I want to get into a story. Story time with Dylan. Uh, it's not really. I don't guess it's like a story. It's just telling you about last night. Last night we went out to celebrate Trevor's fiance's birthday at a Mexican restaurant, and uh, there was this burrito on the menu. What was it called? Big, Big Daddy's Daddy burrito? burrito, man. So it was it was like a four to five pound burrito. It had chicken, steak, shrimp, chorizo, every protein they had. El agave. Oh, okay. It was actually my first time there, but and Peyton's, I think. Yeah, we have this ongoing joke with Peyton that he's only been to Oxford six times. <laughs> Didn't he literally work? <laughs> he's been on a couple of six. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> so there's this burrito. It's got everything, literally every ingredient they have. They offer just about, and me and Peyton split it. And he was wondering if it was really four to five pounds. And I told him, bro, I gained three pounds last night. Yes, it's four to five pounds. That's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably I did not want to accept that weight. Home, so. so I record my weight every day and I send the average to Lake every week. And I did not want to put that weight in my average. So I went and used the bathroom and came back and lost like two and a half pounds. So... I didn't want it to skew my average for the week. Dude, every time before I check in with my coach, it, I always, always, always make sure I poop right before I get on the scale. Because guarantee there's at least about a half a pound that can come off right there. Bro, <laughs> it's magical. So I peed and I pooped and I got in the ice. Like it went in the ice bath. But I would take like a cold water bath. And like, I don't know, bro. It, it made me shrivel up and get smaller, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they say it burns fat see i'm gonna i'm gonna start doing that like not include the poop portion but like bro cold water bath bro it burns fat i weighed three pounds less after i got out but i really just pooped that is i didn't have enough time so but i don't have to report my my weight to late i didn't so. check my weight before i did it or <laughs> after. i just did it not yet. Yeah, we have to. Maybe we have to podcast. critique Peyton's diet. Okay, uh, that's, that actually, that's a good uh, that. That ultra process segment. Peyton, tell me what you ate yesterday. I had five waffles. <laughs> okay. okay. A cosmic brownie and a big daddy burrito. A big daddy burrito. That's that's it. it. I was all right. That wasn't a normal day though. Yeah, that's yeah, a normal diet. That's a lot of calories. That's a lot of calories. Okay, so I typically eat four to five little Eggo waffles before I work out. <laughs> okay. <And> then <laughs> I work out. It's for the uh, that's for the glycogen, go, right? That's yeah, just it's just some calories before I work out. That's what that's for. It's not strategy involved at all. Um, I then go. When I get done working out before work, I go and get me a little sausage biscuit. From Jiffy's. Okay. Here, beast. We're going to Jiffy. Okay. Then, when I get to work, 
So I've just recently updated what I eat now. It's not much more. I just want to look better for y'all. Uh, mm. The little Jimmy Dean breakfast bowl is so about 500 the, calories in it. To go with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Before the, the podcast started, he was struggling, bro. He was not going out, going working out. Bro, <laughs> and then we got know, on the podcast. Like, New he year, I hit a gear or something, bro. Of course, I've had three rest days in a row this week, but that's because I'm sick. But after my biscuit, about nine o'clock, I eat a little breakfast bowl, about 500 calories. I got cheese, potatoes eggs, bacon, and sausage in it. Uh, lunch Lunchtime comes around, drink a protein shake and a, some blackened chicken Alfredo or some kind of chicken and pasta. Roughly 500 calories when I do it. Uh, two o'clock break or whenever I get my next break, protein shake, two cosmic brownies, and then whatever I eat when I get out of work. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Whatever I eat when I get out of work. Okay. Yeah, so whatever I whatever we have for supper that night. So it's it's not exactly a diet. It's just I want calories. I mean, technically, well, it is a diet. But every diet's diet. a diet. Scale of yeah, scale of one to ten, Lake. What do you think about that diet? Um, actually, break it down for us. It's a little bit more than I thought it was. Um. Just based off listening to the podcast. What about the peanut butter? Oh, yeah, I forgot. I also do about two to three scoops of peanut butter. Scoops? They're they're not measured. I get a plastic great value spoon, and I just scoop a lot out. And however much is there is how much I eat. (laughs) Probably about two servings. Wait, do you use a plastic spoon, he said? Yeah. Great value brand. It doesn't break off the peanut butter? Specifically. That's what I was wondering, bro. It didn't break off in there. No, nah, my peanut butter soft. It's in your car. <laughs> I don't put it in the fridge or anything. I want to do that. So like the only people I and see I only started doing that because I was gonna make up fat old white men. <laughs> the only reason I started eating peanut butter like that is because I was gonna make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for work the other day. Well, we didn't have bread. So I just grabbed the peanut butter and some spoons and went to work. <laughs> you gotta make like, do. We'll make man. something work out of it. <laughs> you gotta make do. One of ten. It's a work in progress. One to One ten. One to ten. Um, given zero to ten. I, so I do listen to the podcast. And I've been keeping up with uh, Peyton's attempt to. Yeah, what do you think, man? To get back in the groove, per se. And for the stage that you're at right now, and you're just, you're kind of getting back in the swing of things, so to speak. He's being nice. Um, I he's softening it up. If that's he's really, what you're, doing, if that's say, really what you're doing every day, if that's really what you're doing every day, and you're not, you're not losing weight, we could definitely do better. But I, I'd give you. I don't know. I, I feel like if that's really what you're doing every day, I, hopefully we it's something you improve upon. But I feel like I give it, you know, six and a half, seven. If you're a girl, like you'd kind of uh, almost better, be cute, better than know? what I'd give it. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely nowhere near as much many calories as I need. It's just 
I, I'm back into working out. We got to, I got to work on this nutrition thing. What do you think? Like, what could he do to improve this? Like, give him like three tips. Do you have three tips for him? You need off the dome. You need one. The first one, the first thing you need is a meal that you can depend on and that you're going to be on, that you're going to be doing every day. Um, for a lot of people that needs to be breakfast. Um, but also for a lot of people, I mean, it, it could be a, uh, a pre bedtime meal, um, at least about an hour before. Um, but yeah, or even lunch, but obviously, but, um, yeah, everybody, I think that's really trying to do this thing needs at least one meal that they can depend on and say, is it recording? We're back. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Peyton, how much strength is left on the table, though? If you were to actually eat enough, mm. I'm sure. I'm sure there's some strength there. Your I strength mean, is pretty bipolar too, because you're like one day you're like squatting four forty, and then the next day, not the next day, but like you like can't even hit four hundred five. Ed, if if I actually focused on strength and nutrition, I'm sure I could hit some pretty. Good numbers considering I hit 440 on bad diets. Deadlifted 525 on bad diet. I mean, there was some de- depression involved too, but you know, that's. Or low. See, it's weird. Depression depression always made me much worse. <laughs> made you yeah. worse? Dude, absolutely. It depends. It's like, like it didn't make me get in the gym. Well, it made me get in the gym more. I've never been the. Hey, I'm fighting my demons, guy. So, uh, I and don't sense. get me wrong, I've I've used the gym to cope with certain things, but like I've never I've never been depressed and gone to the gym and be like, man, I'm so glad I hit two PRs today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, I was anytime I've ever been through a rough time and I'm in the gym, usually I kind of have to take like some, I have to back off a little bit because. I mean, I can feel it immediately as soon as I start doing like some core lifts that something in me stressed. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm, yeah that makes sense. You can't I even had tell. Moments like, when I was depressed and like hit some forty-five pound PR, and I'm like, "Did I really do it?" Like I wasn't even phased by it. And then <laughs> I look back, I'm like, "Dude, how the freak did I do that?" I always like feel normal going in the gym. And, like, just knowing that that life stress was there. But, like, I hit, the, I get to, like, yeah, like you said, hit the core lift, and uh, it's not he's, there. I could definitely tell the effects. It's depressing. Yeah, especially. Uh, it just ruins you. It makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. So I can't means, do nothing. For me, especially if I'm super stressed, like, if it's work or. Uh, a personal thing like I cannot it I'm not gonna say I cannot because I do it all the time but uh, it's really hard for me to stay focused into a workout and I mean I can feel it and especially like if uh, like I think it was um, I always revert back to the story when I was a freshman in college we were going um, uh, we were getting I was getting to my first year of finals and um they said, um, you know, everyone always talks about finals, so stressful and everything. I was like, well, you know, tonight when I'm studying, you know, for a break, I'll go work out. So I'm studying for five, six hours or whatever. 
And about three hours in, I go to the workout and I'm doing back that day. I'm deadlifting. And at the time I'm doing like 315 for five. And, uh, and I walk in and I remember throwing three fits. I remember everything felt heavy. And then I throw 315 on the bar and I think I maybe pulled it for a double. And I'm like, dude, what is going on with me? Like something is wrong. Like I'm, you know, I can't, I can't figure out what's wrong with my body. Like I'm looking at my program and stuff. And, uh, anyways, so I come back the next week and everything just felt fine. I'm like, Oh my God, is stress. Like I, I did not realize stress was that big of a, um, I didn't realize at the time at least that stress was that Stressor. big of a, um, God, what's, uh, I can't think of the word for it, but a negative, I guess. Hindrance. Yeah. Hindrance. Sure. There you go. <laughs> Stressor. Stress about being yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy exactly, and so that's why I mean, and I think as I've, as an adult, I've learned to deal with it a little bit better. Um, you know, I might have a really stressful day at work, and up until like a certain um, to a certain threshold, like you know, I usually forget about it once I'm in the gym. You know, but I mean, especially like you add in the physical toll, and like if uh, if you've been on a job where everybody's yelling at each other and stuff, by the end of the day, man. I mean, you feel it, <laughs> you know, physically. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. For sure. I feel like uh, for me, I, I'm more prone to get injured if I go up in there stressed because you. I feel like you get more prideful too. So you're like to like try to push through the stress for me. Oh yeah, you try to use the workout as a um, um, as a crutch to like make yourself feel good. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna do more, and then you get hurt trying to do more. Yeah. Than you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, no, totally, totally. Um, that's just a normal day, unless it's with running, and then I just keep going. Just cause oh, don't bring running up with Lake, <laughs> bro. Don't bring, up, don't bring running up with Lake, bro. Triggers him. Running so interesting. Running in CrossFit. Run. Have you told him we're gonna run two marathons this year? What? No, 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 no. <laughs> I haven't agreed to that either. So. Dude, no, you're locked uh, in, bro. The thing with running, Lake's gonna leave, bro. <laughs> the the thing with running to me, like up. as opposed to lifting, is uh, with lifting, like from week to week, month to month, like I can I can tell if um, I need to back off or not, but just based on like how the load's feeling, you know, if I got it for eight reps this month instead of seven reps last month, or I'm getting it for six reps this month instead of eight reps. And, but with running, like, it's so hard for me to, or just as an outsider, I guess, like, to look at it and go, um, like, okay, am I, am I, is my performance declining right now? Or is it just that um, I'm being lazier, I guess? I guess you could say the same thing with lifting. But with running, I feel like that's a lot harder distinction to make. Yeah, it's a little harder to quantify. I mean, a rep with running and a rep with lifting is it's a big difference because well, a rep with running might be two hours, or a work yeah, a running workout might be two hours, yeah, yeah. I wish we right, had I'm still here. The camera just got working. <laughs> Input on this. Where did he go? It's all good. We brought Lake oh, in. We oh, got okay. all these technical difficulties. we can deal with that. We don't need to see your face. We've been running it. smooth for like nine episodes. <laughs> <laughs> is that St. Louis Wildfire? Yeah, honestly. It's 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 hard too to like 
if you're running, you're like, all right, I'm going to add a mile next time, like make progress. But that's like huge. Do you look like, at running another like, mile? In the is long huge. run, no pun intended, a mile is that's a big rep to add. Yeah, a mile. It's a big is rep to add. Rep. Nobody's going to add point one of a mile. <laughs> I'm not going to go. Well, from that's, three what to was, that's what I was. That's what I was about like, to ask. Like uh, for maybe some of your viewers who are maybe you know still beginner runners, like are you looking to kind of like progressively overload your runs like that? that? No, no, no. <laughs> I'd say that. Uh, progressively overloading runs it just depends on the workout because if you're doing like a speed workout mm. you probably just want to either do another out. interval or you want to do one of your intervals faster so mm. you want to show progress on one metric and if you're doing like long running it's just different because you could either like all right well i did another mile or i did the same mileage faster mm. or at a lower heart rate it just depends what you're measuring because there's a lot of metrics you could go off of as well. yeah you don't necessarily want to distance or your time, like going from, yeah. you know, adding five minutes to your run versus adding a mile to your run. And this kind of depends on. Well, it kind of, it kind of parallels with the gym. Cause you can't add weight forever. Mm. You can't yeah, add mileage forever. I mean, you could, but you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> or you're going to be adding like a hundred miles one day. It's like, but, I'm yeah. I think that's one next week, man. We got it. Yeah. That's, that's, well, I would think you would want to periodize it. Like, that's the way I look at it, too, because I'll be like, all right, this week, long run. I mean, it's kind of a shorter run, but for me, a long run is four miles. And then the next week, five, six, and then maybe drop back down to four yeah, and like try to go a little faster. Next week, you know. Drop set. <laughs> you drop, set. Drop, back, drop back to four again and then pick up where you left off. And then... Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Maybe go it... a couple weeks, add, add another mile. Yeah. Well, that's actually – that's probably – that's probably Depends good. On, like, if you're training for is. a race or not, too. Yeah. I've definitely never thought of it that way. That should be a good takeaway for people. Because, I mean, I, I've, you meet a lot of people who say, like, oh, I go out and I run. But, like, I don't know. I feel like most runners I meet, like, unless, like, maybe they're doing it competitively or something, like, I feel like most people just kind of get up and they say, I'm going to run two miles today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. think many people, and it's kind of like that with lifting too. But most people, yeah, don't I was about to say, it at all. And it kind of yeah, like a lot depends of the... on the day. You know, you don't get to like plan ahead your PR day. You know, it right. just, that kind of comes with how it goes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's a weather factor, a feeling factor. But when I when I was training for it's the marathon, like though, I had a straight like twenty a week spreadsheet. Yeah, like when I was gonna run, what I was gonna run. I think it was like three to yeah, four times like a week the, uh, and the mileage. You know, like what we were talking about with the David Goggins approach. What did he say? He he never peaks for anything. He just kind of trains and then <laughs> does a race randomly. It's kind of like you see people with, you know, some people do that with lifting. But most people, you're going to see them peak for meets and peak for whatever they're doing. And it's the same thing with running. You could plan that out. <laughs> you could peak for running, too. Well, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. If you want to maximize, you know, your potential for that event, if you want to continue to make progress over time without having that dip in performance, mm-hmm. then you kind of do the steady approach. I see. I see. Could you? Yeah. Makes sense. So, like, what made you want to get into bodybuilding? Oh, uh, man. To me, it was the closest thing to, um, to what I enjoy. And what I enjoy is... Um, what most people and 
what most people would call a uh, power building approach. Um, mostly core lifts, big three lifts with um, with a lot of volume mixed in uh, to make it more of a bodybuilding workout. Um, although I don't do a lot of regular bench press, conventional. But um, yeah, what got me into it is that uh, kind of figure out my training style and go, okay, this is what I enjoy. Um, it's very similar to... Um, even like what a football player may do with just, you know, um, more specialized exercises. Uh, but what got me into it was, um, you know, everybody sees, um, everybody, everybody sees Arnold growing up and everything. And, uh, at some age you realize like, Oh wow. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a bodybuilder. Wow. That's kind of cool. Um, he, uh, you see the gold's gym stuff and like, Oh, that was kind of cool to me. But actually I think the first time I ever like saw a bodybuilder was, uh, coach Turner, um, me and me, Trevor and Dylan's, um, PE coach growing up. He, when we were in sixth grade, he showed us all a film and, uh, right, I remember that. Yeah. He, uh, he sat us down in the gym and showed us a film and, uh, it was actually really educational. Like he showed us, um, uh, uh, the film talked about all the different types of strength, I guess. And they said, uh, they said, I think I don't remember said, this. these men are bodybuilders and it's showing all these old time, like black and white videos of guys posing. And it's like, uh, it's like most people would think that these are the strongest men in the world. Uh, these are not the strongest <laughs> men in the world. And, uh, and they look the strongest. Yeah. And I think the video was actually trying to say like, a olympic lifters because i think at the time the video was made like powerlifting wasn't really a thing and so it was like olympic yeah. lifters are the <laughs> quintessential strength athlete and uh so yeah i remember watching that and um you know i remember looking at bodybuilders going like god like i'm just a short fat kid like i, I can never picture myself being that like that's that's the actual opposite uh that's gonna be something you know Dylan McCollum does one day like that's that's the type <laughs> the, uh, that's the type of genetics we were looking at but um yeah so I remember seeing that and then um you know play football for years never even thought about bodybuilding and um then I think I was a senior in high school I watched um I watched Generation Iron the first movie and um it was if you've never seen it it's um if you've never seen it, it's basically, I think it's the 2010, 2011, maybe, uh, Mr. Olympia. And it follows a lot of the main competitors, uh, Phil Heath, Kai Green, Branch Warren. And, um, it shows their journey going into one of the, um, the biggest show in the world. And we, it follows their journey. I remember watching it with my dad and I go, man, that is so cool. Like, and he's watching it with me. He goes, that's, freaking disgusting like what <laughs> you into that i was like i think so and uh so anyways i um uh, i keep trying went to your room and hit the bench press uh, <laughs> you went to your room and hit the bench press yeah and um so anyways i um from there it was just kind of natural man like um after football i was you know wanting to keep weight training wanting to keep weight training and um you know, I started watching more bodybuilding, just kind of getting into the sport naturally and um, never thinking I would compete, you know. And we, yeah, over time, just kind of fell more in love with the sport, the trade of it, you know, started meeting people that do it. And um, so, yeah, I guess you could say that's kind of what got me into it. To me, it was just natural, you know.
What's the difference? Generation Iron. You should watch Froning. Froning. I think I've I think I've seen Froning. See, I think I watched that also with he my. He knows dad. what it is. He was like, he was like, that is so much harder than what you do. <laughs> I was like, that's <laughs> fair. I, I, know, I guess. <laughs> Typical dad can't just be like, yeah. My dad's son. definitely the type to go. You know who really impresses me? The little guys that power lift to me. So the, the big guys are strong too, but the little guys are really what impress me. <laughs> He's an underdog type of guy. Yeah, yeah. Trevor yeah. gonna be out here squatting more than all of us here soon. Trevor, <laughs> me, shoot. I don't think I want to squat more. Like I saw, there's this one dude at the gym, and this is kind of an off subject. Negative but, energy. No, he's like probably. You wouldn't think he was super strong because he's about my size. Mm. But he'll be like deadlifting 500 plus, squatting like 400 and something. I'm like, what the heck? I ain't never seen him bench, so I don't know if his bench is. <laughs> but I'm sure it is if he's hitting all that. It's like, it's what the like... heck, man? This dude is not even, <laughs> like, he ain't even swole up or nothing. He's literally like, looks like me, but it's like just insanely He's probably benching at least 300. Something, man. Even if he doesn't even train it that much. Yeah, he's not a bodybuilder. But, like, what is the difference between, like, the sport of bodybuilding, like, you're trying to get into, like, you're you're talking about, and, like, just, like, bodybuilding workouts? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of people equate that to the same thing. Yeah, so the sport of, um, someone kind of put it funny one time, I can't remember who it was, but somebody said, um, you know, bodybuilding itself is a beautiful process it's about watching your body grow um you know seeing how uh nutrition affects your body um it uh it's a beautiful process but competitive bodybuilding however that's regular bodybuilding but um Competitive bodybuilding, however, is disgusting, and these are vile people who <laughs> treacherous. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the reason they say that is just because uh, you know competitive bodybuilding is notoriously dirty, um, and we uh, there's a lot of weird things that go into it. Um, but at the same time, it's all like steroids. It's an, at the same time, it's an extreme sport. I mean, uh, people. My cat's meowing. Um, at the same time, you know, people, um, there's usually at least like one story every year of like someone dying during prep. Um, there's videos of guys passing out on stage from yeah. being dehydrated. Uh, you know, it's, it really is an extreme sport. And, but so the difference right, between wait, the two is bodybuilding is definitely more of a lifestyle and competing is a lifestyle too. But um, competing to me should be reserved just for people who, um, are kind of ready to embrace the extreme nature of it. Steroids. I got a, I got a couple of questions for you. Yeah. Uh, what do you, sauce? What different splits have you tried, and which one do you think the best is for bodybuilding? So I think splits are one as far as um, I think splits are one thousand percent overrated. To be honest with you, I um, knew he was going to say that. <laughs> Uh, overrated splits and, and, and splits are splits are fine splits are fine uh but i think i think everyone wants their training to fit like in a little box and that's kind of what push pull legs is uh that's kind of what the bro split is so to speak um everybody kind of wants it to fit neat little boxes and say um 
you know, on Mondays we do this or every three days we're doing this. And, um, and I just, I just don't see that being ideal for everyone. Um, in a lot of ways, push pull legs is even like what the first three days of my week kind of look like. Uh, but I, it's very, uh, it's very individualized. You know, I'm trying not to say it depends, but it's very individualized. Um, that's another way to put it. Um, in, as far as what the best split is, um, I'm about to say it. I'm about to say it. It depends. Um, as far as the best split, it's really your training. It comes down to training frequency, um, how often you can be in the gym. If you can only be in the gym four days a week, push-pull legs is definitely not for you. Um, really you don't want to just be kind of chasing the spirit of you know, three days on, one off, if that's not possible for you. Um, also depends on your training age. If you're, um, if you're a year in, you probably don't need six days a week. Just being honest with you. Um, yeah. I think with, um, I think with mo a lot of people you meet, it's everybody wants, everybody wants to see numbers, right? Everybody wants to say I'm in six, seven days a week. And, um, 90% of yeah. the people that are in the gym more than five days a week are not training hard. Just being honest. Um, if, um, if you can be in the gym, I, I'm, I'm getting to where I know that everybody's not like this, but I'm getting to where if you're, if you're in the gym six days a week, um, and you're not having, and you're at least not having like some easier days, you're probably not training hard enough, at least like for bodybuilding, because the, uh, the amount of, um, if you're doing an appropriate amount of volume and especially if you're hitting core lifts, deadlifts, squats, and exercises that cut kind of have a proverbial uh bite to them um yeah you're gonna need breaks um so yeah, as for what's the best split yeah it just totally depends on training age um most people like around me right now uh usually i'm on like a two on one off this time of year um for my i'm kind of getting into my growth stage right now so hopefully i'll be able to push back into three on one off but um but yeah, no, uh, don't worry about splits. Um, splits are overrated. Um, just try to hit every. I can't even do the splits. What's that? Yeah, me. Either. I can't even do the splits. So do not even worry about. I'm not it, worried about it. Yeah, I've always like I'm not a bodybuilder, but I've always thought the idea of like push pull legs was kind of stupid in terms what? of like when you go into like compound lifts. You know, mm. if you, you do deadlift the day before you do squat, or like if you do like the compound lift for each you know dominant group you know like bench press and then shoulder press you know you're not really getting your max effort out of those two because essentially close enough to the same movement you know you're pretty much doing the same exercise just you're doing a horizontal strict press when you bench you know um i'd say there to look at it I mean, I'd say they're different enough for being the same workout, but I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah, no, you, yeah, I think it's definitely, you definitely, uh, what's up? I was going to say, you're definitely not getting your max potential from each. You're not going to like want to hit a max on the bench and then go and hit a max strict press and think that's your true max. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's individualized. Yeah. What I used it, to do. Don't say it depends. It's individualized. <laughs> yeah, it it it's specific to each person. <laughs> I used to do on my upper body day. I used to, I start out with three days a week forever, 
then I went to four where it was upper and lower, upper and lower mm-hmm. with a rest in between. And for my upper, what I would do is I would do like a heavy bench set and then like a five by five strict press or something like that. Mm-hmm. I would call that volume and that would work. And then the next upper day I would do the heavy strict press and then the volume uh, bench press, which that would work because you're not really, you it's, you're not really trying to push it the same on both of them. Mm-hmm. They're both, I mean, it was all hard, but it worked together that way. It just depends. You can, you can surprise yourself how much you could actually do once you like adapt to it. And that's like your baseline. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you're used to like squatting the day after you deadlift and that's just, you're used to it, but for somebody that has never done that before, it's going to affect them a lot differently. Yeah, like, yeah, that's no. how I was into it a little bit. I never really like when I first started. I kind of was more into like the bodybuilding layout, you could say. But uh, I never did like more than one compound. Of course, I'm sure some of the lifts that I consider compound, or some of the lifts I consider accessory work, might actually be like more like a compound. Like, no, I seriously, but I think. Romanian deadlifts, you know, I'm not thinking that's compound lift. They're like barbell rows. That's more technically work, high rep stuff. Yeah, in terms of like what's technically it all is and what's not, like yeah, it's This is what I consider because like if I'm when I go and train, you know, and the way I lay out my workout, I'll have like my strength exercises, like whether it's clean snatch, deadlift, strict press, you know, any kind of like the main lifts, and then like if I do accessory work, it's the more lower weight high rep stuff like a romanian deadlift or a barbell row or mm-hmm. that's what crossfitters call accessories yeah, bodybuilding that's what crossfitters do. call body they call bodybuilding stuff accessories, accessories. <laughs> how do you feel about crossfit right? uh-oh no i think crossfit's oh. great i think crossfit's great um one thing i really have a he didn't want the hate one thing i really <laughs> he yeah. didn't want it um we uh, one thing I really have a problem with when it comes to fitness is, um, and the culture overall is um, tribalism. You know, and you see this and everything. You see it in politics. You see it. Uh, uh, you see it in movies. You you see it in everything, right? You probably have it at your workplace. You know, uh, some some cult. people some people like the old format of email or whatever, and some people like the old system or whatever. It's just, you, you see it everywhere. There's going to be tribalism, but uh, it's fitness, especially like this is something that we should encourage as many people as possible to be a part of. We are in the middle of an o- obesity epidemic right. in this country. And all, <clears throat> I was about to say all over the world. And I think that's true. I mean, I think in other countries they're oh, experiencing a lot you of go problems. To Europe. We're the worst. Yeah. You, I mean, Europe, though, you don't, <laughs> You don't see when I went to Europe this past summer, I hardly saw any obese people. And if they were obese, you could just tell they were from America. <laughs> Historically the 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 heaviest people are the richest. Like the they're just sitting around eating all day, like well, I know a lot of about. the fattest people. Yeah. Well, not or here, but you know, historically. Oh, you mean there, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, even even the poorest people in America are the richest in the world too. So it's just a different type of one. Most of their food is way different. Even you go to McDonald's, yeah, it's like a totally different experience. Like I felt when I went to McDonald's there, they had the snack wrap, and I felt like I was eating healthy. (laughs) Probably wasn't, but it felt way different in terms of like fast food restaurants in this country, like. 
per square mile or something like that because like that's that's our problem yeah. they so, well, they I they think, definitely have fast food but it's just you can just taste well, it. I, totally I picture a McDonald's too. I picture a McDonald's in Europe looking like Pan, uh, Panera in the United States you know what I mean like yeah. they have <laughs> a lot what, more man, a plus on health there's a lot more choices too yeah uh, they have a lot options. more regulations when it comes to yeah processing in the United food States stuff, you so. can put a brick yeah. of lead in a baby food <laughs> and the yeah because <laughs> I would yeah, go in more volume some, but this is not a political podcast. Yeah, this but, is a good segue to it though uh well, i was gonna ask you we like, were talking we were talking about crossfit I, I don't know if you want to move on from that but that's okay <laughs> keep on the crossfit keep on the crossfit yeah, yeah. We'll, I, we'll come I right back to, to see that, what Trevor. you thought about that we'll come right back to that trevor uh put a pin in that but but uh yeah with crossfit man we just have we have too much tribalism and fitness and it should be something that we encourage as many people to be a part of as possible in the middle of this obc epidemic and um you know, I, I just made a post on my uh, Instagram last week for the first time in God knows how long. And it was about this uh, bodybuilder who was kind of shaming kids for, um, you know, taking pictures too early, quote unquote, like in the gym. And like, it's this whole thing. And we um, anyways, we have um, and I, the point I was trying to make was that we had this huge problem where we're telling people, hey, don't do this. Um, this is bad. Or this is uh this is an L if you do this. CrossFit is an L. Hold this L. Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, you know. So I think CrossFit is great just based on how many people are excited to go and do pull-ups at 4 a.m. or however early <laughs> you maniacs are getting in the gym. Uh, I think anything that gets people excited yeah. to be proud of their bodies is a wonderful thing. Um as far as do I think CrossFit promotes a um, does CrossFit promote a long term gain as opposed to bodybuilding? Um, I, it's individualized. Um, it, uh, De- it it depends. <laughs> um, it depends. Yeah, no, I've seen some amazing, amazing success stories from CrossFit uh, where people go and. Um, we haven't seen CrossFit play out over 50, 60 years, like bodybuilding necessarily, um, bodybuilding we've seen, there's probably some decent data on, you know, how long does this last over someone's whole lifetime? You know, we haven't been able to see that with CrossFit yet, but for the, what, 20 years, I guess that CrossFit has been around, uh, 15 years, maybe, um, we've seen a lot of people who maybe got into it and are still doing it, but I I feel like there's a lot of turnover maybe in CrossFit gyms. I'd have to be in boxes more and some of these higher end places to see what the turnover's like. Uh, but that's the main, as for what's best for us as a culture, um, I think it depends on just what that turnover rate is. And if we can get more data on that, that'd be great. But um, yeah, no, whatever gets people excited and is sustainable, you know? So I think, and CrossFit's great about scaling down workouts, um, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of variety keeps people interested. Um, so yeah, I mean, would would I have a stronger argument for bodybuilding or um, a bit more basic strength training being um, 
make it more beneficial. I think, I think so. I think so. But Hey, CrossFit is great, man. CrossFit's great. Do you consider CrossFit pull-ups real pull-ups? <laughs> and CrossFit, they're real pull-ups. Yeah. CrossFit, they're real They have pull-ups. their utility. Yeah. No. Variation. I they're like, not good for producing strength, but for getting more reps in and or even looking like or even looking like an athletic person, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, you look like a worm on the bar. That's pretty cool. <laughs> hey, it's actually a lot harder than it looks. I I really underestimated. It took me months to figure it out how to do it. Like that's that's like I used to look funky trying to do it whenever I originally started, and like that's. I feel like that's where a lot of, he's like, you know, a lot of people hate on CrossFit and specifically like their pull-ups and their funky looking moves like that. Mm-hmm. And people really underestimate the difficulty of them. Now, like once you, you know, like everything can be difficult in some manner. Almost like, everything's difficult if that. you do it a oh, like hundred times or whatever, back to back, you know. But yeah. there's, it has its perk. Perks. Well, they're hard to like just figure out how to string more than one together. Mm. It it's 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 a skill, it's an art for sure. But if you you know if you have good body awareness, it's easier. Yeah, it's kind of like most a burpee on a bar. I think what most people don't understand is like there's more to CrossFit than just like your actual conditioning workout mm-hmm. or your met, metcon or wad whatever you want to call it you know there's your strength training your you know your accessory bodybuilding stuff mm-hmm. you know, like most especially like your more elite people they're doing strict pull-ups and strict muscle-ups and the mm-hmm. strict movements to increase their strength when it comes for the crossfit version of it yeah, one thing I'll say about one thing I'll say about CrossFit um, practitioners is that they typically, and I'm not talking about like a level one CrossFit cert, but we're just gonna say level like level two in terms of like you know not necessarily a beginner beginner, but like maybe you've learned how to put a workout together. Um, I would say like some of these like um, non beginners, but like not maybe maybe intermediate, I guess CrossFitters know a lot more about training than it come than at intermediate most intermediate bodybuilders you know crossfitters learn about a lot of different lifts um you know whether or not they're able to master any of those is you know up to that person i guess but uh, and up to their coaching primarily um that's a big i guess that's another big thing of crossfit is like um it, it comes down to coaching right and uh, yeah, in terms of how well people are going to learn and what the retention rate is, that type of thing. Yeah. But uh, one thing, yeah, that's one thing I'll give CrossFitters is that they typically learn a lot more than you know, say intermediate bodybuilders. Just intermediate bodybuilders, man they they they're doing push pull legs and they're calling themselves a coach. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> the, it it is what it is. But the um, yeah, no, I'll give CrossFitters that credit. Look, it's that it's this quote. Everybody's heard it, but nobody's finished it. A jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Ooh. That's the full quote. Ooh. But oftentimes better than a master of one. That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, you, yeah, I mean, CrossFitters, 
there, I mean, there are people that are elite at some things, yeah, like individually, like gymnastics. There may be a gymnastic like guy that comes in and do crazy good at handstand walking. Yeah, like she's in. Yeah, well, she's crazy. May yeah maybe, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> she's really good compared to other CrossFitters. Mm-hmm. CrossFitters are going to be really good at a lot of things, but like not top one percent right well i guess they probably are top one percent but like not top well you know top one percent at um deadlifting just because they're elite athletes doing it you know they're elite athletes doing a compound lift they're they're gonna be strong (laughs) right it's like they all have their strengths you know yeah no and i think that's pretty cool with Others, yeah, and I think it's cool when you get to the uh, CrossFit competitions, and you know, I, you'll have a guy like I think, um, oh man, I'm I'm forgetting his name, but one of the CrossFitters who was a uh, I think it was Matt Fraser, I guess that was like the competitive um, Olympic lifter before he got into CrossFit. Yeah, so it's cool to see you know, uh, like for a coming if it's a, they're about to do a snatch, like they know like okay, this is his specialty, but. Uh, this guy may be good at deadlifting. And so later on in the day, we'll see how that evens out, you know? Yeah. I think that part's kind of, yeah, nobody at the, nobody at the games is doing like anymore. They're all like elite now. So yeah. Yeah. CrossFit's grown enough where they all have good form is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think people do an unfair thing where, uh, I think people are unfair in terms of, um, I think it's, uh, a lot, Who's the guy on YouTube? Yeah, that that's the fake cross every year. Yeah, intensity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff's great. It's so, it's so I, funny. People are people in general are kind of unfair to CrossFitters in that. I mean, if people looked at every, it's because okay. So when a CrossFitter is doing something idiotic, everyone sees it, right? But with a bodybuilder, they'll do something stupid for ten weeks before a show, and you may or may not see it on their body. You know what I mean? Like the CrossFit. Yeah. Idiot, idiocracy, I guess, is more vivid, if that makes sense. And I think yeah, they use, like, the games as a bad example because, like, I mean, they're – that is – Those aren't normal people. Though They are under extreme fatigue, yeah. you know, and then yeah. going into these heavy lifts just to see how much they can actually do. There's going to be bad for them. You know? Yeah. Even then, they're outperforming most people. Oh. You know, marathon <laughs> row before your max deadlift, you know, you're going to – yeah, yeah, you might <laughs> have to be a little effect. lighter. You might get a little round effect. But also, they're so used to performing at under that fatigue. Like, if they ever, like, even Matt Fraser, you know, did all this CrossFit for years, and then he's quit CrossFit and focused on strength, PR'd his deadlift within a month, with like months, and like he he said he he hasn't squatted in like two years since he was doing CrossFit. And like this is current. This is, I heard this other week, and he said that uh, he just worked up to a heavy back squat. He his all time best back squat was like four ninety seven or something, mm. and he hit like four eighty five the other day or something like that yeah. without even training his back squat in forever. So like it, he's gonna hit five hundred. Mm-hmm. That's it. But outside of those situations, you know, they got a lot lot more in them, but. Being under all that fatigue definitely brings it down a lot. Brings like your performance down. No, I, I can't imagine if 
if I have more than 10,000 steps in a day before I go to, uh, before I go left, <laughs> I feel it, <laughs> you know. Peyton, how's your step average for the week? That's a lot of steps, bro. Peyton hits like 20,000 a day. Jesus. Nah, this week was pretty low because yesterday I got, what, like not even 2,000 steps in. Hmm. Nuh-uh. The thing that kills me when people like walk that much is like the old people look at you and be like, oh, you'll have strong legs if you walk 20,000 <laughs> steps a day. And you're like, Enduring yeah. legs. Yeah. yeah the average the past seven days was 12,600. That's pretty good. That's but my average for the past month was thirteen seven. That's take like a really, lot of steps. That's that's really good. That's uh, I'd, I'd say that's really good. Yeah, work's a cheat code. When I'm not at work, I take two thousand steps. When I'm at work, I take twenty. <laughs> <laughs> they said the top two indicators for like a long, healthy quality, like or quality of life, is one of the other like either longevity of life or quality of life when you're older. Is your VO two max and your leg strength? That's mm. mm. because when you're old, you got to go to bump that toilet somehow. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and we laugh, but yeah, I mean that's that's serious. I mean, like think about how much harder you know when we all have sore legs, and I have these this one little flight of steps going up to my apartment, and when <laughs> my legs are sore, man, it's you're looking at those steps like torture. God, yeah, but. That yesterday or two days ago when I was climbing them, I had like a blown out hamstring. And as I'm climbing them, I'm like, God, is this what my granddad feels like? You know, when he goes to anywhere, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I mean, God, this would be terrible. I would argue too? the upper body strength when you're 85 years old. If you fall and don't have life alert, you got to get up somehow. Well, I mean, leg strength is an indicator of like total body strength. Yeah, so. this was, yeah. Yeah. I think with old people though, it's really like their mental strength is more off the charts than most things. Cause like when we started doing five Ks, right, you know, we're we were like twenty something. We're like, okay, we're in good shape. We can come out here and kill it. And these old people would just absolutely smoke us. Like at the five K last year, I think in the top twenty, these ladies, they were above sixty and they were running like Lower than a 19 minute 5k. Wow, wow. And then my uncle, he's like 87 and he speed walks at like a 13 minute pace. It's almost jogging, but he's just That's... still walking. And he'd do he does that. He used to do it twice a day, he only does it once a day, but he does like 15 miles a day just walking. Jeez, that heart and lung strength to do you really good until you fall and break a hip. Yeah. It makes me wonder if we're ever going to reach that sub 18 5K until we're like 60 years old at this pace. <laughs> That's what they train their whole lives just to. I get won't. To that point. If I'm 60 <laughs> years old, I won't hit these, these numbers are a little off, I'm sure, but I'm just going to kind of give you a rough, a rough figure. Would you rather be able to run the, the 5K in, you know, under 18 minutes, maybe? Or would you rather be able to run it under. I don't know, say like 21 or 22 for like 30, 40 years. Would you rather peak or would you rather have it like the long steady career, one. I guess? Yeah. I think I like the 40 years. You can, you can have both. Think, you can have both. That depends because I absolutely hate 5Ks. Man. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah, Trevor dreads running fast. 
Yeah, I'm a distance guy. He like throws like, up and gets lightheaded. Yeah. Just thinking yeah, about every it. race, bro. Except for the marathon. I didn't Well marathon like, wasn't fast. Yeah. <laughs> like every five K I've been to, I just get like nervous and I start like throwing up right before the race. Yeah, like, I'm just like it's just the amount of pain that you have to go through, even though it's like crazy. so short. It's like a marathon well, 5K. is like this, this slow pain that builds up over time, and then it hurts really bad. Five K is like within a minute or two, you know you're gonna have to start really hurting to get a good time. That's what <laughs> makes me throw up. I'm like, I don't want to. God, have fifteen more minutes, <laughs> twenty yeah. more minutes. That's great. Yeah, that's great. That's why we run ten Ks now. Yeah, PR on your ten K is gonna hurt. Trust. Then you gotta run if you ever PR, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's gonna be the name of the episode. That's gonna be the name of the episode. If you ever PR, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to get uh, your take on how important nutrition is in bodybuilding. Because I'm about to, I'm trying to like find or just a health new in general standard yes. for like my meal plan. I hadn't landed on anything yet. Mm-hmm. I'm right now. I'm in between doing like a hybrid build. So like I brought my mileage down a lot you know we're not marathon training anymore mm-hmm. and then i wanted to get back in the gym and build size yeah so yeah so i want to take on nutrition oh yeah man honestly um so when it comes to building muscle um at a more beginner stage um as much as i'll say it's important it is unless we're talking about an obesity problem or maybe you're just holding on to a little bit extra weight that you ideally wouldn't like to have um you know nutrition really is almost secondary i don't want to call it that because it makes it sound unimportant but um main thing is you know there's a thousand studies if not more maybe ten thousand studies about if you take people and you give them 16 weeks if you take untrained people and you give them 16 weeks of uh weight training they grow muscle, right? So we we know that to be true. We see it, we see it all the time, and so that's without any diet change. So when people say, "Oh, you have to eat to grow," you have to eat to grow. They're not saying, "Oh, you need to eat to grow." If maybe you're an inter- intermediate or advanced, you know, they're just saying you need to eat to grow. So I think sometimes beginners will see that and they'll kind of overthink it and start thinking a lot about their diet, you know, whereas that time could be better spent, you know, maybe putting together a little bit better program. So yeah, um, you're as far as bodybuilding goes though. Um, yeah, nutrition's everything. Um, it's, um, I wouldn't say it's more important than training. It's a little bit higher on the pyramid. So pyramids down here, pyramids here. And we have, um, we have, I'll say we have training at the bottom of the pyramids, the base, but as you start going up the pyramid, um, nutrition might be that next step up. Um, I'd, yeah, I might give like sleep and well, we'll put sleep and nutrition in the same box recovery. Right. And so recover, I mean, nutrition goes into that. Uh, it's also obviously body composition. Um, people who maybe want to see a little bit faster results in terms of, uh, their body changing. Um, yeah, nutrition will play a huge role in that. Obviously. Um, if you're, if you're not taking in enough calories, um, you may still be able to get the, 
um, the new response in terms of muscle gain, but uh, you also you also won't grow as fast. Um, you won't if you're overeating, obviously, then you may be sadder than when you started because you know, uh, you're holding on to all this extra weight. And you, you see that happen yeah. with people. They, they'll start eating a lot and all of a sudden they, they got a gut and it's like, it's like, well, you know, my bench went up. So, well, what's, what's our, uh, what's our plus negative here? You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah in terms of, uh, yeah, nutrition's everything. And when it comes to normies or obviously competitors, um, competitors uh are a little bit more well versed in this thing but um uh, all of the all of, all of the guys i know who have um competed at a fairly high level their nutrition to them is absolutely everything they do not miss a meal uh they're if they miss a meal they're telling their coach like they're they're pretty obsessive when it comes to their diet and um but they at the same time that's what makes them great so yeah it's everything basically if you want to level up at any level like that you're at right now just dialing in that nutrition is gonna be a game changer yeah it's and like I, I think uh free w yeah and this is something me and dylan have talked about but i think uh, people in other disciplines of fitness um don't put enough premium on it you know uh it's kind of just for bodybuilders and powerlifters and runners just kind of fill in the gaps however they can. And, and that's, and that's fine. Bodybuilders need a little bit more of a finely tuned diet, but um, yeah, I think people would benefit a lot from just, you know, preparing meals for themselves every day of uh, being just a little bit more regimented. Do you Even eat if, the same thing every day? Yes. Or like, Actually, I need a phone charger real fast. My battery has drained like so fast. <laughs> Oh, no All right. Even like even if you uh, while he does that, I'm gonna say this, like even if you not body or not bodybuilding, like you're in a performance based sport like running or CrossFit or lifting of any kind, Olympic powerlifting, whatever. Like just being consistent with your nutrition will help a lot because like if you like change up, you <laughs> you change up your uh your routine like the day before a performance or like even before a training day it's gonna like mess you up like you know even like i get some free meals through the week and if i go to like mcdonald's and eat it's gonna jack me up the next day because i'm gonna feel like crap (laughs) you know what i mean have you ever felt that no 100 percent. like it's probably like 10 15 minutes after i eat it (laughs) Yeah, so even like eating fast food, but it doesn't. Yeah, you you get used to the processed food, but yeah, it's like when you're out of it for a while. I wonder if uh, Lake's phone died. I don't know. Hope not. You can't text him and ask if it is, because then what if it is? Maybe we got some of his audio. (laughs) I think we were talking about nutrition. I think we were talking about nutrition before. Yep. So yeah. it, I think people, I think people could definitely benefit a lot more from being just even you know ten percent or well maybe not ten percent but like twenty five percent more invested I guess in uh in their nutrition I think people could um uh, I think most people under eat well I'm not gonna say that most training people um, who are pretty invested in their sport they we 
automatically consider under eating as kind of discipline. I think a lot of times, um, I don't know if you guys feel that way, but I think a lot of people look yeah. at, um, not eating as a, yeah, a discipline. Yeah. A form of so discipline. I should invest 25% more into my nutrition. Just 5% Peyton. That's all he has. <laughs> 5%. I was saying this when you when you went off, but like even like you're coming from more of a bodybuilding aesthetic, body composition point of view. I'm even like if your goal is performance, like runners, uh crossfitters, lifters, powerlifters, olympic lifters, like you're going to benefit from a more consistent diet because it like your diet affects your performance a lot more than yeah. you think. If you're just doing random stuff, you don't really know how it's affecting you. Like you might go in there and have a bad day and just think it's because of something else. And it actually just be because you had a, you know, a bad meal or something. Yeah. Or you didn't have enough water yesterday or you've, right. you've, uh, I think most people's variables are kind of all over the place and everybody's trying to figure out, you know, how do I have as many good sessions as possible? Well, one of the best ways to do that is uh, having, be consistent. Yeah, having more consistent, uh, intake if you want a more consistent outtake have a more consistent intake that's all it is what's your take on water like how much water should just uh someone who's working out pretty hard you know like like us us three like just average us together how much water should we be intaking we're, we're getting after it in the gym whatever. yeah i'm not sure what the actual like um if you ask your doctor like hey i think i think the eight glasses a day thing has kind of been thrown out the window uh, but if I think most people, uh, most training individuals, uh, a gallon's fine. Um, my, uh, my coach has me on two gallons a day, but I think a lot of that's just for digestion and, um, trying to process food and everything. But yeah, I mean, for most people, gallon's fine. Um, runners may need a little bit more. I feel like, cause the more I do two gallons, the more I feel like, how do people get to buy with just a gallon a day? And then I realize like people, you know, maybe will drink the equivalent of two bottles of water a day. Like maybe. <laughs> right. Crazy. Yeah, I got a cheat code at work. Like they'll they buy pallets yeah. of water for everybody. So I drink like six to eight at just work of bottles. Bottles. Depending on how hot it is. If that's uh Solid, are they six you probably don't know, but are they sixteen ounce bottles? 16.9 so 17 500 milliliters 17 ounces so times nine that's uh nine what's seven times nine so 63 so that's uh 153 there's yeah so you're getting a little over a gallon a day a little over a gallon a day. and then whatever i drink like after my morning coffee or c4 or black rifle coffee whichever one and then i'll drink like 24 to 48 ounces of water at the gym. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you, Peyton. <laughs> Dylan just had a small child walk behind him. Uh, looking crazy, too. <laughs> Bro, he'll come up in there and start taking stuff out of Dylan's drawers while we're doing it. Bro, my room will be rampaged by the end of the podcast. <laughs> At least he's still sleepy. Don't have children. Yeah, guys. and guys, I don't, I don't I want to rush you or anything, but I maybe have like ten minutes at the most left. So if you, okay, well, before you go, we have to address 
the so, elephant in the, the room. Elephant in the room. In your room, in your arm, in your needle. <laughs> the steroids, bro. Yeah. Do you or do you? Are you a liver? Did you liver? Did liver <laughs> you know, just for that's a new just saying. For, uh, I'll give you guys this advice. Uh, if you're ever having on a bodybuilder again, probably don't ask them that question. <laughs> <laughs> We're only asking you that because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, no. Uh, I've I've kept it clean um, when it comes, but I don't want to. I don't want to be totally dishonest. You know, if uh, if you guys see me on a stage again, um, they'll probably will, and I'm comfortable saying this. Uh, there probably will be PEDs involved if you see me on a stage again. Um, the, that's, that's the nature of the sport. Um, and, you know, I have a I have a coach who's much more well-versed in that side of things. Um, he, I trust the guy, and I know that he's not going to have me on a protocol that um, is dangerous to my health, um, whether... Yeah. my um, reproductive health or my heart health, um, all the health. But uh, I think he's, you know, <laughs> it's a guy I trust a lot. And we, uh, that's, that's the most important thing is having people who know what these compounds do and, you know, what the effects are. So I went to the doctor Friday and they gave me a steroid <laughs> shot. Can I consider myself natural no. still? I'm wondering. Absolutely okay. No, bro. I'm dirty. PED. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, especially in bodybuilding, because there's no I way mean, to be competitive in bodybuilding sport. without it's, it. It is right, right. Yeah, and in that documentary, then they like banned it, and then the next two or three years, the fan base like died off because the people were like so much smaller that they're like, whoa. What's yeah, they 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 did. I can't remember the year, but one of the years. Um, the Olympia did that. They tried to ban drugs just like randomly one year. Cause I think they thought it'd have like a bigger pop appeal, you know, and automatically like people were like in the stands, like booing people. And they were like, uh, they were asking, uh, they basically, I think it was the, the, I can't remember who quoted this, but one of the owners or promoters or somebody said, uh, you know, the people come here for freaks, give them what they want. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I remember, that like I think that's the exact thing he said. Mm. So what do you think about it? Rylan. How much more of a competitive advantage do they get? Dylan, what is how much water does your child intake in a day? Yeah. Uh this depends. He some days he's just it's drinking like a mule day. and some days I don't even know if he drinks. Do you just give kids water? Like he needs <laughs> Uh, at a certain I age, I don't think I've ever seen anyone under the age the of five drink water. <laughs> That's like all he drinks, though. I, they, yeah, he likes water. Hey, tell him the story, Dylan. Of what? The beta. Oh my gosh! So I made me uh, just a drink. I threw some beta alanine in it just so I'd have it in the system, not even as pre-workout. And uh, you know, a couple hours pass. He's drinking my drink, you know. I'm not thinking anything of it, and he's just like crying and like, ah, ah. and I'm like, oh my gosh, he had beta alanine. <laughs> <laughs> Bro was freaking out, had the itches and tingles. Bro, 
And he was mad, bro. <laughs> <It> was <hilarious. laughs> you got some social bro. services on oh you, man. My bro. bro was like, my hands, my hands. He was like, ah. I was like, what did you get into? Sweating. It took us a while, but we figured it out. Yeah. He's ready to go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, we got to go to the gym. They wouldn't put him in the shower. They were freaking out, like, wondering what was going on. Because I was there that night. They were like, yeah. put him in the shower thinking he got some hot stuff or something <laughs> on his hand. Or... And then Dylan's later on like, dude, I know what it was. My beta. <laughs> yeah, I finally figured it out. Yeah. Man, got into that the beta allergies. In other words, do not give your child beta allergies. I never intended to give it to him anyway. <laughs> well, guys, I really do appreciate this. Um, I have some basketball yes, to go officiate. Again, I do appreciate it. Um, yeah, we should definitely do it. Oh, we should definitely do it again. Oh, we're going to have to. We didn't We didn't get yeah. to peel back too many we didn't get in Part two coming very good, soon. This is a good starter, good um, good starting podcast yeah. for us. You know, we got a few. We, we got CrossFit out the way. We got some very basic bodybuilding principles out of the way so yeah we can definitely do this again got about a third of the nutrition side <laughs> next one we'll dive time. deep into like one or two topics Go bro we're gonna bring our entire diets <laughs> <laughs> yeah get we'll your make you secret. create us diets we already <laughs> made a mine, very but... short list when i show up that day <laughs> you're going to give us all a nutrition plan for absolutely free. No, I'm just, just don't include <laughs> eggs because ab- yeah no more eggs no more eggs guys Take it easy. No. Thank you very much. Hey, where can See they find you? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram at Lake. Um, oh, God. What is Oh, Lake Dub underscore. Or no, no. Sorry. That, that used to be my other Instagram. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm at Instagram at babyface.fitness. Babyface.fitness. That is my Baby IG. And that's really all I use. Babyface so. fitness. Heck yeah. If you want to get swole like Lake. You want to be coached by Lake? Hit him up. I don't know if he's taking in candidates, but leave your browser open or whatever you got to do. Absolutely. Don't close that. Don't close Wait, this don't, out. Don't, don't. But yeah, guys. Yeah, oh, don't close it out. You can go ahead and you can leave. You can leave. You just can't close yeah, it. Just leave the don't. app open in the background on your phone. Yeah, it you can to, go ahead and leave, and we'll okay. outro without you. Yep. Bye, guys. All right. See you, bro. See you. Bro. See you. All right, guys. So, what'd you think about that? It was a good. That's a good. That's a good one, man. That's a good one. I staring think, at us. I My think first we got, bodybuilder on here. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to. Bring him back <laughs> I think for we sure. opened up. We peeked into a a few cans here and there, but yeah, it was like, good. The that was really bro, he actually had a deep. reasonable CrossFit talk. Yeah, bro. I was like, bro. I was, yeah, I was, I was surprised that was by that. Also, I was surprised by how chilly was about the steroids. <laughs> I knew he was gonna be chill about it. I think it. he was just pre- prepped about it. He's like, I told him we were gonna ask him about it. Oh uh, yeah, there you go. But yeah. uh, yeah. Um, where can they find us, guys? I guess they can just find us where we're at. Put work Bill in the podcast every look Monday. Up, look up my we got picture. clips coming out. We got shorts <laughs> coming out. We're gonna get Peyton to eventually. Use the app that's going to change his life. <laughs> We've been shorts. trying to get him to use this app for weeks. So, if you see new yet. text on the shorts and you see them coming out more consistently and faster. Hopefully you know by the time this comes out. We got him on there. Yeah. <laughs> In like two months. Yeah. It will be, we'll be switched over. But 
yeah, guys, appreciate y'all staying tuned. Stay tuned every week, every like, Monday. Subscribe, leave us a like, review. Like, subscribe, hit the bell. Stay tuned every. Do. Leave that five star every day. Content coming out every day, and follow Peyton. Peyton Cook something on the everything. Yeah, it's my name and my last name on everything with some numbers or some dots or some something. Some Just look for my dots. face, man. It'll be all At right. At Dill the Young. We'll see you guys next time.